Welcome to the Experience Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Shrai Yao. Shrai is a first-year student in our full-time MBA class of 2023, and she and I recently connected via Zoom to talk a bit more about her story, why she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, and how her first year is going. We also talk a little bit about a social media endeavor that Shirai embarked upon prior to coming to Darden. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Shirai Yao. Shirai, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to have you here. I hope you're uh, doing well. How is everything? Well, everything is great so far, but at the same time, very overwhelming because um, Darden the school can enable every student. By enable every student, you have to work. So I always tell myself, you only feel tired when you go uphill. So that's how I encourage myself. Well, November is one of these months at Darden that can be really, really busy. Um, you come off a of fall break. Um, particularly as a first-year student, uh, you come off a of fall break, you've got classes, and feels like recruiting can really kick into another gear here in November. Are you juggling a lot of things right now? Yeah, pretty much. Um, not only me, but I see my classmate, my friend, everybody's so busy. During the first quarter, we were able to hang out sometime during the weekdays. But nowadays, we don't see each other at all because everybody has full schedules with networking calls or recruiting and study, case study. Um, Yeah, so there is a lot of things to do, especially for people who are recruiting for investment banking and consulting. Fortunately, that I I am not recruiting for any of this. So I have my own pace that uh, I feel I'm a little bit luckier than other people. Uh, But yeah, November is such a busy month for everyone. Well, let's talk about you and your story. So uh, tell us what you did uh, before coming to Darden. Where are you from? Uh, what's your professional and, and academic background? Sure. So um, my name is Shrai, that I'm originally from China. I was born and raised there. Uh, and I moved to the U.S. in 2018 uh, for love. Uh, so I met my husband who serves in the um, U.S. Army. And so we, we met in China and then we had long distance relationship for years and I decided to move here. So when I was in China, I was working consumer goods like Inditex, uh, SC Lauder. Uh, we studied these cases in Darden case study, case study. It was amazing by discussing this uh, work experiences with my uh, classmates. And after I moved to the US, I lived in Hawaii for some time and then I moved to DC. And then uh, why I was in D.C., that I was uh, running my own social media channel by producing the, um, the content uh, about diverse conversations between me and different people from different backgrounds I met in D.C. So that was, a, I'd say that was a success because I uh, have attracted a lot of people to watch my content. Um, and then COVID hit. So I had to stop for some time. And during that time, I was struggling, like, what's the next step? What do I want to do next? And I was in D.C. I was in uh, America, who has the best business uh, education um, resources. So I'm like, this is the time. 
So I decided to apply for MBA at that time and uh, prepare for the exams. Uh, and I was so lucky to get admitted to Darden. Uh, that's why I'm here. Well, I want to go back. Uh, you, so you did interviews. Uh, you had your own uh, social media um, channel that you, you featured guests and all this kind of stuff. How did you get the idea uh, to start uh, your own social media? Um, so, okay, that's a long story. Um, so I... I, I always consider myself a very um, lucky person. Uh, I was born in a coal mine workers family. My parents are both coal mine workers. So they only went to high school, uh, but they insist me um, uh, to study and they support my education for so many years. And no matter what, what I do, they support me. Um, and also I was helped by other people during my life journey. Um, so I feel appreciated by uh, the help from other people. So I always want to give back and especially, you know, open a window for the people like who are in China to see how the, the world is like outside of their own country and their own world. So when I was in D.C. that I started to meet different people and I hear different voices and people from different backgrounds and people from different cultural, dif different countries. And I feel amazed by this kind of conversations with them. So I'm like, why can't I just start to do something with, you know, using the platform and using the resources of the social media to start building my personal brand, but also like giving um, back um, the venue to the society, to the young people who loves to see um, a different country and different perspective from someone's social media, not from a state-owned media or something like that. So I started to do it. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I appreciate my experience with different people. And I think that's definitely a very fun experiences in my lifetime. So the goal of these conversations, was it just to have people tell their story or were there other things that you were talking about, current events? Uh, what would you touch upon in these conversations? Oh, we talk a lot of things. So we talked about um, life experiences. We talk about how to um, um, how to be back to society. We talk about uh, climate change. We talked about um, traditions. We talk about how to parenting the kids. A lot of things because we do not have a script. We do not have like we we do not prepare for our conversations. And I, so I think I didn't mention in the beginning that I met these people when I was driving Lyft in DC. So I got random interactions with random people. Uh, I did it intentionally because I'm like, this is the best way for me to meet people without picking people. So I could have an unbiased selection from the people in the DC and, you know, capital city and with a lot of scholars, a lot of politicians, a lot of people from different countries, that's the best place for these kind of spontaneous conversations. I want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. So your guests on your social media show uh, came to you via like Lyft. You would pick these people up. You would give them a ride uh, somewhere and you would say, hey, would you like to be on my social media show? Exactly. So... Me and my husband, we just got a Tesla by that time. So it was a brand new car and it was relatively very refreshing. And I was like, we're not paying for the gasoline, right? So 
um, and charging our building was free. So I was like, why don't I just spend some time and make some site money and also develop my social media platform? So that, that was what I was, what I was doing. Yeah, I would say as a, as a Lyft user, someone who's used the app before getting picked up in a Tesla, something of a yeah, highlight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I do both economy right and also actually right, but most of the time it's like call me right. So people feel very excited when they order something like the chip is surprised, but they got a very uh, nice car. So um, that usually it's a big starter. It's like a good start with the conversation. Um, like I met the, the president of Gold Star Mothers of the United States, um, and I met a journalist who works for um, uh, CGTN. Um, I met um, construction workers who have been deployed to Afghanistan, um, and I met um, people who work for World Bank who talk about poverty. Um, I met a professor from an uh, environmental professor, so we talk about climate change and clean power. It was amazing. It was an amazing experiences. So, yeah. I have so many questions about this. I promise we're going to talk about your Darden experience, but just a few more things related to this, this social media show. So people get in your lift. You say, oh, you know, by the way, I also have this social media thing that I'm doing. Would you like to come on the show? And were people receptive to it? Were they like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll do that. Um, I'd say half, half. Uh, I'd say 90% of the time I could have a very good conversation with my passengers. Um, of course, I ask consent first, like only when they say, okay, I would start the, the camera and everything else. Um, some people would say, hey, I enjoy my talking with you, but I work for a very important person. I can't be show on any kind of social media. So I'm like, totally understand. I would turn off the camera, but we're still enjoying the conversation, you know, like the communication with a different person. Um, so when I say you, if you have an apple, I have an apple, we exchange, we still have an apple in the end, right? But if you have an idea and I have an idea, we exchange, we would have two ideas. So I always have that kind of mindset and I, I love talking with people and learn from different people from different backgrounds. So that, that was what, uh, what I was doing. And uh, to answer your question, yes, probably like half of the people declined the request and half of the people happily accepted. So you would record right there in the car, conversation that's happening while they're in transit to wherever you're supposed to drop them off. Yes, but I can guarantee you that I'm a good driver and I, I'm still like a five-star driver. So everything was safe. Well, one more question, um, and then we'll talk about you know, how you ended up here at Darden and how, how things are going. Um, and the question really is, is probably one that you get all the time is, did you always imagine you would do something like, like this, launch your own social media you know, cham channel conversation series? Is this, is this something you had done before and just at the latest iteration of this, or is this like really new for you? Um, so... As we mentioned before, that I love talking with people and I love knowing people from uh, different perspectives. Uh, so that's something that I always enjoy doing. Um, I never thought that I would start on social media because I'm a person that who doesn't want to be under the spotlight. Um, I'm a more 
I call myself introverted person. Uh, but I do want to have a series, which is like a show series, like more episodes, um, not, not doing like normal TikTok stuff, but more uh, conversations on a deeper level. Um, so when we bought the car and I, I had this thought in my mind for a long time, but I, I don't know if my husband would be comfortable if I drive a brand new Tesla as a Lyft. So we talk about this and I was very carefully crafting what I was going to say with him. But once I throw the idea to the table, he was super happy to take it and he was super supportive. So um, that, that, that was the moment that I decided to do it because he was like, that's a great idea. I'm sure you're going to meet a lot of person, uh, interesting person in DC. I'm sure you're going to you know, do something for, for, the, for the program. So that's why he bought me uh, the camera, which I was using. And uh, he gave me the car and he was at the same time, he was driving the old car around back to the work and home. And all the friends of, of ours were so surprised that we made this decision. Um, yeah, thanks to his support. Otherwise, I couldn't do it. All right. So you mentioned, OK, uh, you know, world changes, pandemic, you know, you're looking for the next thing. Greatest business education uh, in the world right here in the, in the United States. Uh, what led you to, to Darden? Uh, Darden, thanks to my husband, actually, again, uh, because he keeps telling me a lot of good things about Darden because he was um, working with some people who graduate from Darden, uh, not only MBA program, but probably like executive pro- MBA program. So those people left him a very good impression. So he keeps whispering to my ear, uh, to my ear like if you choose to go to business school, you have to take a look at Darden. So when I went to Darden's webpage, I was attracted. I was intrigued the first, first second by I uh, checking the webpage because the image that Darden was showing was very viral, very energetic. Um, and I started to talk with some uh, uh, alumni. Uh, I reached out to some of them and everybody was super helpful, very friendly. Um, and sometimes they were only available in the evening time because of the study, because of their schedule. But the, uh, it gave me like one hour to talk about their life and their experiences in Darden. So I was very touched. And Darden left me a very good impression um, in terms of people in interaction and people care. So I think that's the thing that I care most um, in terms of choosing the school that I'm going to attend for two years. Uh, I think the bonding and the relationship and the support uh, is a critical factor for people who can survive the business school. And the second uh, thing that Darden attracted me most is a case study method um, because I'm not a lecture person. So when I go to school, I need this kind of interactive nonstop. So I love the interactions with professors, with my classmate and peer study um, and discussions in the class. Um, and I watched some videos on YouTube about Darden class. Um, I was very shocked because that kind of immersive uh, study was something that I was expecting for. Because uh, I was, as, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm from China originally. So the education in China and Asia is very different experience compared with experiences in the US. Um, I never seen the 
professor would walk around the classroom and lead the, well, not lead, actually the professor navigate the, the class, uh, the classroom. And actually most of the time it's a student discussion and learn from each other. So I was intrigued by that moment. Um, that's, that's the most two important reasons that I um, choose Darden initially. It's interesting to, to hear your point about you know, stories and the conversation in, in class. Um, seems like there's a line from your social media show to you know, talking with people about their perspectives and reading business cases. And you know, there's obviously a decision, but there's a protagonist and there's a lot happening in those cases. They're essentially stories. Um, they see, it all seems connected. Yeah, exactly. Actually, last week um, on the operation class, we learned a case, uh, which is Inditex. And I, I was working for Inditex for seven years when I was in China. So before the class, I wrote email to the professor, communicating with him about how I think of this. And we uh, aligned some content. So in the end of the class, um, he gave me like five to 10 minutes to talk about my perspective of the, about the class. Um, and I think that was amazing experiences because I left the company five years ago, but now I was able to study the case again in the classroom. It feels like old days have come back again. And, um, and I was telling the professor, actually my career path was pretty much like the protagonist in the case. So um, that's why, that's the charm of the case method study. I think, you know, on the lecture class, you cannot get this kind of feeling because I don't think you would have like five to 10 minutes to talk about your personal experiences in class to all the 70 other classmates. Well, what's been the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, you mentioned, you know, learning in China, the educational system, very different than what you've encountered at Darden. And, and one of the things we talk about a lot here on the podcast with the current student guest is just learning curves, the adjustment to being a student at Darden. Uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, first of all, I have to get up like at least seven o'clock and go to bed around 12 o'clock. So that feels like my high school time preparing for the, for the college entry examination, um, which was the, the most intensive one in, in China and Korea and, and Japan. So um, the, the, the time and, and daily routine apparently is my biggest adjustment um, from day-to-day -day life. But I also want to say that Darden education experience brought me a different change, especially now I just started Q2. So I'd say most of the time I'm a confident person and I have been working for international companies and with people from different countries for many years. So I don't think I would feel intimidated to speak in public. But when I first started my classes in Darden, that I did feel nervous to speak in a classroom because I had been away from the academic environment for 12 years. And suddenly when I come back and when you speak and everybody was like listening and people are watching you and the professor is waiting for you and other people might have a little bit, you know, like discussion with you back and forth. So that kind of practice was very intense. And in the beginning, I felt like my voice was shaking when I spoke in the classroom. Uh, but after practice for the whole quarter, uh, one, the first quarter, 
I feel much more comfortable uh, speaking in the classroom. I think this prepares every Darden student to enter the real business environment because you're going to have this kind of discussion with your coworkers, with your clients, with your suppliers. Um, and Darden is preparing us every day and every class. Um, even your classmate, uh, maybe they would challenge your point, but never on individual. And it's only on a point. So I think this is the best practice for people to enter the real business world. Well, let's talk about your section. What section are you? So uh, I am from section E. Best section ever, I'd say. I uh, will just say this, Shri. We've had so many Section E folks here on the podcast. Um, it is not intentional. It just works out that way. Yeah, we we are the most energetic section, I guess. Yeah, we are very outgoing and we are very, um, we're just awesome, you know, like in every way. One of the things that maybe our listeners are not as familiar with is the fact that every section has its own norms, right? How you want to support each other and celebrate each other. Uh, you have colors, you have a mascot, maybe cheers. Um, what's your favorite section norm? Um, so our norm, um, well, uh, actually we talk about the section norm a few times um, from the first two weeks after we get to know each other and then we adjust the norm um, from time to time. Uh, what I love most about my section norm is we respect people. Uh, no matter what we said in class and no matter what we talked, uh, how heated the discussion was, but we made it up uh, right away after the classroom. So that's why I, I keep mentioning that in a classroom, your classmate might challenge your point, but not your individual um, as a person. So I think um, this kind of immersive and also um, discussion um, based on respectful um, platform uh, is the base like to help us to learn from each other's uh, experiences uh, to the fullest. So I love that about my my section. And indeed, we had some heated discussion, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Um, and some people, you know, like we were really emotional. But after the class, after the class, we right away, you know, talk through all the discussions and. Uh, and, and then we uh, learn from each other's discussion and the perspective in the classroom. So that was very, very awesome. And also as an international student in the classroom, um, some American student in my section, for example, her name is Allie. She would always ask, I want to hear this from the international student from the section. I want to know how you would deal with this situation from your country, from your culture. So we felt like we were really respected and included uh, in this talking environment. So that's what I appreciate most. I, I appreciate that. And it's always fun to hear about how each section sets its own norms and students uh, engage with one another. I wonder what you're looking forward to in the, in the months ahead. It sounds like recruiting is starting to pick up for you. You've got uh, maybe a few more things going on on the career front. You've got more class. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking for offer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so I think everybody right now is like very uh, working really hard to get a um, summer internship uh, offer. Um, that that's something that I'm I'm expecting uh, too. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I'm a person. I mean, everybody came to business school for a different reason. 
So one of the, the, the top reasons for me is the academic experiences. So um, I look forward, uh, I keep learning from different professors uh, in Q1, Q2, Q3, um, and uh, Q4, and, and also the second year. So I guess um, we, we say that in Darden, you have to drop some balls, right? You have three balls, but you can only like grasp two. Uh, with a limited time. For me, it's academic experience and also recruiting. Yeah, you're right. I, I've heard that metaphor of three things uh, every Darden student uh, potentially has could have on their plate. It would be academics, career, and I think the third is social, right? The uh, yeah. extracurriculars. Yeah, social. Or they say like study, social, and uh sports or something like that but you know everybody has different interpretations but you can only have two that's it you can only have two so for me it's academic and uh work yeah that's it well it's a you know it's one of those things you have a finite amount of time you're trying to do a lot um you're also very much in the thick of the core curriculum so academically um you know it's a it's a challenging year there's a lot of support uh, for students, that's one of the things I think that's also important to note here, not just from your section mates, but you also have a learning team. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your learning team? Oh, sure. I love my learning team. I just love them. Uh, we really give, give each other a lot of help and support. Um, so we're from very different backgrounds. Like we have uh, four students from Ameri uh, America, and then I'm from China, and there is one... Uh, student from uh from nigeria and we're from different uh career backgrounds like some people are finance people and some are accountant and some are math teacher teaching for america and i am a person who does a lot of things i cannot categorize myself and there's people from from army they just um get out of the army and transition to civilian life so we really like nurture each other with our own experiences and we also um um, we also work like a family. Like I, they call me the learning team mom because I, I'm older than everyone else. <laughs> I'm 34 this year. Uh, so I feel like, and I love taking care of people. So I feed them, I cook them food. And last week there's one person in my team that he had some holes on his sweater and he gave it to me. So this week I have to like fix it and give it back to him. Um, and I, I just like drive people around and, um, the also like, we, we also like cook dinners alternatively and bring it to the, the learning team room before COVID, not before COVID, sorry. Like, you know, uh, like dur dur during this time, uh, to support each other because we always, uh, study for two hours per day and we really finish pretty late. So in order to take care of everybody, make sure everybody uh, stays healthy and also efficient. So we do a lot of things for each other. And academic-wise, I think we uh, uh, complement each other very well. Um, like um, everybody gets a chance to lead the accounting cases, finance cases. Uh, even for example, me, I'm not. I'm from non-finance background, but people do not judge my work. But they gave me a lot of support, and we can share a lot of um, insights on that. So. Uh, I love my learning team. Without them, I can't survive for the first quarter. And uh, I think my learning team is great because we did great in the exams and some of them have secured a job already. Um, so I'm proud of my learning team and proud of every one of them. 
And thanks for Darden to arrange us together. And I think um, I, I'd call myself a lucky person. Well, Shrai, thank you for coming on the podcast to, to share your experience and, and good luck with recruiting. Same, same last question for you that we ask of all of our guests here on the podcast. I wonder if there's a tip or a piece of advice um, you might have for our prospective student listeners. Sure. Um, so the tip and the advice that I have is just do it. Uh, before I got admitted to Darden, that I didn't think I have had a chance because I've been um, living the career environment for some time and I have two to three years gap on my resume. And I was like, I don't think anyone is going to take me as an MBA student. Uh, and I have a lot of concerns about myself. Um, but, you know, with this struggling, I was still applying to Darden and with my full preparation and Thankfully, that Darden admitted me, and I had a chance to work and study from different people, amazing professors, amazing classmates, and Darden is such an inclusive environment, uh, and it really gave me a lot of opportunities to expose myself and to bring me back to this professional environment, and I, I, I thank Darden for everything that it provided. So if you have any doubt about yourself, if you don't think you're good enough, just do it. Put your uh, concerns on the side and fight for yourself. And um, everyone deserves um, the efforts you're working for. So that's my advice. Just do it. Well, I appreciate that advice. Applying to business school, I think for everyone, there's a leap of faith aspect to it, right? You just, you work hard, you put it, uh, put your application together, you press submit and, you know, then, you know, you have to kind of say, look, I gave myself the, every opportunity to put forth the strongest possible application. You know, whatever happens, I, I know I have that peace of mind that I, I, I put forth uh, my strongest possible application. And, and there is a there is an element of vulnerability to this, right, where you're yeah. putting yourself out there when you apply for something. And, and I've said it before on the podcast, um, but it bears repeating as an admissions committee, we have so much respect for, for candidates uh, who apply for business school, um, recognizing that, you know, there, there is that, that aspect of, you know, you're applying for something, um, you're, you're taking a step out there on a limb, um, the, the outcome is not certain, um, but you should be proud of what you've accomplished, you should be joyful as you embark upon this, because this is a time to take stock of all the great things you've accomplished. Um, so I, I really, I really love that advice, Shrai. It aligns with so much of what we share with prospective students. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, let me just rephrase it. Just do it and enjoy the journey. Also, also important to keep in mind. Well, Shrai, good luck uh, to you in the, in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, for coming on the podcast to share your story today. And if someone wanted to check out um, your conversation series, is it still possible to do so? Is it still out there? Is it an ongoing concern or did you pause it uh, for business school? I paused it for a while, not only business school, but also COVID. But um, yeah, like uh, if someone wants to, you know, watch it, just probably can reach out to me that I can send you some links. Uh, to watch on different platforms like Bilibili, like um, uh, TikTok, especially for, from, uh, for the prospective student in China. I think they probably have the apps already, so I can tell their my name and they can just follow me. Um, yeah, 
All right. Well, thank you, Shrai. Stay safe. Uh, good luck as you uh, go through quarter, uh, I guess, gosh, uh, quarter two here. And good luck with recruiting. And uh, have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much, Brett. Thank you. Have a good one. And that was my interview with Shrai Yao, a first-year student in our full-time MBA class of 2023. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. You can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.